This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Yep, right away. It's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, I'll tell you. Facebook friends of mine will have seen this already. This is kind of a double. Uh, pedantic moment because, well, you'll see in, in a moment. Uh, you know these things that they that the kids call emojis, which you know in my day they were known as emoticons. <laughs> I don't know when the switch came. When did that happen? Yeah, I have a sounder that says uh, that I'm uh, my person who does the sounders for me or who had done them is begging for an exploding head emoticon. So, you know, see, the reason why I wanted an exploding head emoticon is that I could put it into the chat rooms when I'm listening to uh, people talking about paranormal stuff and, uh, and you know, ghosts and, you know, all the, all the stuff that falls under the umbrella of the paranormal, stuff with really terrible evidence, pseudoscience, pseudohistory, all, all that stuff, and not meant as, uh, whoa, you just blew my mind. Not meant as that is, it's just as the ignorance is making my brain hurt so much that it's going to explode. You know, that kind of thing. That's, that's, what, that's why I wanted an, an exploding head emoticon. But for some reason, the kids are now calling it emojis. I did Google emoticon. It still is an acceptable term. It just seems that emoji is now the, is the way of, the, of now. You know, sort of like uh, when Betamax and VHS tapes came out, you know, both of them were fine. Betamax might have been slightly better, but, you know, some, for some reason, the VHS took on... Well, actually, I had read that it was because of the porn industry. The porn industry opted for VHS. Let's just put our stuff out on VHS, and that's what pushed everything else to VHS, and bye-bye Betamax. I don't know if that's absolutely true. I don't know. That's what I heard. That's what I've read. But, you know, if you've got a source that says that's wrong, hey, send it to me at dim, drdim at dimland.com and I will gladly correct myself. Oh, yeah, my pedantic moment. <clears throat> As I said, friends of mine on Facebook will have already seen this, but uh, I noticed this the other day, and it's been kind of bugging me. You know how you make a uh, winking face emoji? 
you know how you do that you 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 type uh, a semicolon and then next to that you type a uh, the the right half of a parentheses no space in between so when you do that the computers now on Facebook anyway and I'm sure elsewhere but on Facebook it automatically pops in a little face see in the old days it would be just this thing that would be horizontal laying on its actually vertical laying on its side you know like the, the face would be laying on its side but since then technology smart people who can figure out how to do things uh, the computer recognizes that you're making an emoticon or an emoji and it puts in a face for it and that's kind of cool technology that's clever and great and it helps us have fun on the internets and on Facebook when you put a semicolon next to that right half of a parenthesis you're gonna get a winking face but how, how do I get pedantic about that you see what's happening is you do the semicolon the comma is the lower part of the semicolon then there's the dot above the comma you know that so the lower part the comma part is the winking eye and the dot above is the open eye and then the the right half of the parentheses is the smile but because as it's typed it's setting on its side so you turn it clockwise 90 degrees see that's the, that's what the that's what the emoji should be doing and that is in fact what it does it turns it so that it's not a face laying on its side it's a face setting straight up and looking you eye to eye as it were as you're looking at your screen but the thing is the way Facebook does it when you turn that face the 90 degrees the winking eye should be okay I gotta write this down I checked it um, and, and this is where it was a double pedantic moment because when I first put it in there on the Facebook when I first wrote it up I had the wrong eye now this is the eye of the face not from your perspective looking at the face but the eye the eyes on the face that is created by the emoji thing okay you see you know what I mean its eyes its face okay so I had let's see the left eye is blinking when it should be the right see if you take this is what I this is what I had to do to figure it out because at first I put the right eye is blinking when it should be the left and then I thought is that right so I drew a semicolon with a with the parenthesis thing okay I did that and then I turned it I turned it uh, 90 degrees clockwise and so I was facing it and then I turned it away from me so that it, okay yep it should be the right eye blinking and not the left so <laughs> But I first wrote it up the other way around, and then I, you know, I did that little little experiment. I said, "Yeah, that's right." So, Facebook, whoever created that, and I don't know if that that emoji is the same way other other ways uh, in other places, like in the chat room at ztalkradio.com. If you go to the listen and chat option, if you're listening, if you have you got nothing better to do on a Saturday night, and why would you have something? I mean, what else is there to do on Saturday? Come in at 11 o'clock Central and listen to me. And, and chat with me while I'm in the chat room because I'm there so you know why not so I don't know what they look like there but that's that's it that's my pedantic moment 
it's uh, it should be the right eye that's winking on the emoji's face, not its left. So somebody get a hold of Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, the guy that the you know helped create Facebook. Uh, somebody get to him and say, hey, can we fix this, please? Because that's the wrong eye that's blinking. All right, I, I thought I'd start the show with a little frivolous silliness uh, because it's going to get you know you know sometimes the shows have some heavy in it and and I you know I'm warning you it's going to have a little bit of heavy in it. Uh, this past Wednesday morning here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, South Minneapolis in particular, uh, there was a uh, there was an accident that took place in a uh, school. Uh, called Minnehaha Academy. It's a uh, uh, it's a private school. It's a Christian-based school, and I guess it's a pretty expensive school too, uh, and kind of swanky kind of a school. And there was an explosion in the building, and it was it, it was interesting how this all kind of sh shook out. Uh, Wednesday morning, it uh, I guess the explosion took place around. 10:20 in the morning central time uh, I happened to be on the phone I think just after that with my friend Dave who works at nostalgia zone that's the comic book store that I do some work for and that I blog for uh, so I I was on the phone with him we were talking about whatever and he was he was at the store except he hadn't gone into the store yet he was in his car sitting outside the store he hadn't I mean, hadn't opened it up yet. It opens at noon, but he was getting there a little early for whatever reason. And he uh, he called me, and we're talking about something. And emergency vehicles start screaming past him. I mean, I mean, just just barreling past him. And he even remarked. I mean, you could hear it coming over the phone. And then he remarked that it's like that was two of them. That was a police car and ambulance. And then another police car comes by. Another ambulance goes by. I mean, it was these vehicles were going. And and the thing that that Dave remarked about was. They were really hauling ass. I mean, they were moving, and it was it was it was uh, startling. And uh, so we finished up our conversation, and uh, um, you know, got off the phone. And about I don't know, ten minutes later, he called me back. I I I had started to do a Google search to see, uh, you know, if I could find something, but I didn't find anything yet. He calls he calls back. And he told me, he says, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't have to open the store quite yet, so he decided to sort of follow along to see where the emergency vehicles were going. And they, were, they went over to Minnehaha Academy, which isn't all that far from him. And he told me that, look, there, was, there appears to have been an explosion because part of the building has collapsed. And then he, I guess he tuned in the radio and got to uh, uh, the CBS radio affiliate or, or something or and uh, or he checked online or w however he found this he found the information that there was an explosion at the school he also mentioned to me that not all that far away there were a bunch of city workers digging like crazy along the side of the road and that might have just been unrelated or he thought he speculated maybe they're trying to get to some kind of gas line to turn off gas because they figure it was a natural gas explosion which in fact it was but I don't but we don't know if those workers were actually connected to this so then you know I posted some stuff on Facebook and kind of kept up with what the news was saying and you always need to be careful 
in those first 48 hours after a big event such as this because stories come in reports come in fast and furious and sometimes they're not always that accurate uh, it's just that you know the news stations go on the air there was one station that had gone on the air and was covering it and uh, I mean because I think they were already well they they, they went I think they, they have a show on at something uh, at nine in the morning called the buzz which the news crew from the regular morning news show on on Fox's affiliate here they continue on for an hour and then there's some kind of local local show with this guy named Jason something and he does a kind of a a fun little talk show with some guests and some activities and things and he has a little audience there and <laughs> not to sidetrack too much but he had a psychic on the other day I just happened to, to see a little bit of that and I went oh what the you know, of course, of course, you got to have some psychic on there. Anyway, don't let me get too far afield. Well, he, uh, um, um, well, they broke into that and they started covering it. So you're seeing the, 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 the part of the building that had been affected. And at first, what we're hearing is that, uh, you know, three people were missing. Uh, that you know it's it's still summer break so there wasn't a lot of people in the building there were some students in one part of this this it's, it's a sizable campus with several buildings on it there were some kids there but it appeared that all the kids were safe and at some point uh, it was reported that the school had tweeted that all state staff and students were accounted for and safe however that turned out not to be true uh, two people did die as a result of this accident. Uh, it was, uh, I got their names here, a receptionist named Ruth Berg, who was 47 years old, and a custodian named uh, John Carson, who was 82 years old. And from all reports about these people, they were incredibly nice and kind, and everybody liked them. They were well-respected. Uh, you know, Berg always had this wonderful smile, and she was she was nice to everybody that came in. I mean, she was a receptionist. That's part of their job. You gotta, you know, put a good face on on the business and all that because you're the greeting point. But still, she, you know, she was a very pleasant person from all, you know, from what, everything I've heard. And the janitor guy, the custodian, uh, Carl uh, Carson, uh, he had he had graduated from the school in the 1950s, 1953, I think, and gone on to a life and a career and family and all that. And then he retired. And he came back to the school, starting a second career working as the as a custodian for the school. And he was well liked and well known, and and you know, and he used to give out ice cream treats on occasion that I think he would pay for himself and all that. So they, these were decent people, and that that got me thinking. And you know, uh, it's one thing that you that you should envy. Uh, I, at least I, as a human being, envy other animals because I, I'm, I'm not aware of any other animal that, you know, right now my cat is laying on the couch, snoozing. I don't. It, my cat does not contemplate her own death. Doesn't think about that. Now she instinctively knows to get away from danger or to fight back if she can't get away. She instinctively knows, you know, just as a zebra instinctively knows to run away from that lion that's chasing it, not because it expects to be dead, but because it knows this is danger and I have to survive. 
It doesn't. It's not really. It's that. That isn't even. And it's instinct. It's not even really a thinking process. But when when the lions are gone and the zebras are hanging out at the watering hole, they're not uh, turning to each other saying, "Hey, uh, you know, if you uh, put aside for uh, you know funeral expenses, you know, because the day's coming and you don't want to be a burden to your kids." No, they're not having that conversation. But humans have it, and that's why I envy animals because we know, we know from an early age that eventually this thing ends. And it, I, it just struck me that, and this happens all the time, every day around the world, people get up in the morning, go about their morning stuff, get ready to go to work or to whatever they got to do that day, head out the door, and something happens. They get in a car accident on the way to work. They're, they're in a building where there's a natural gas explosion and the building collapse and kills them. They, it's just it, you just don't know you know there's one thing if there's if you if uh, if you yourself get sick and you have a terrible illness uh, that does not look like you're gonna last for much longer you got six months to live or something like that you know that and family knows that and they can prepare for that even though when the event happens it's still gonna be awful it's still gonna be tough to deal with it's just at least you're prepared it's I mean I could get up and go to work head out the door close the door go to work and I and sit there at the desk and which is situated I don't know if it's directly above but pretty close to above the furnace and let's say the furnace explodes one day while I'm sitting at my desk well could happen so aren't you glad I just bummed you out <laughs> it could happen at any moment, you just don't know, and that that that's really kind of uh, I don't like that, and so that's why I envy animals that don't have that go through their minds. Kitty cat laying right there isn't thinking. You know, the roof could collapse, <laughs> a tree could fall on the house and crush the roof down, and and it could collapse on me and kill me. Or you know, this guy talking over here a couple feet away from me could just lose his mind for a second or just jump up and snap my neck. I won't. I promise. I won't. She didn't even notice. She didn't even hear. See? They, they don't care. It's because they have no idea. Uh, so, there are a couple other things I want to talk about this particular uh, uh, this particular incident this tragic accident that took place uh, i should say that well we know it was an accident um, uh, there was construction being done at the building i think on the roof or near the roof uh, and what i read at some point was that uh, a gas meter was being moved uh, there was natural gas started to leak uh, i had heard that the janitor this this carson guy was going through trying to get people out of the building just saying that there's a gas leak people have to get out of the building I don't know for sure if that's what happened, but um, it was an accident. Uh, but I have a little bit more about that, and I'll get to it when I come back from this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I shall return. <laughs> Way. You will never understand the 
Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can, colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com, talking about this uh, uh, tragedy uh, accident at uh, Minnehaha Academy, a uh, private school, Catholic, or not Catholic, uh, but a Christian private school. I don't know if it's Catholic or not, but it's a Christian private school, fairly high buck kind of a school. Uh, let's see. I, when I mentioned uh, my friend Dave telling me about the emergency vehicles, high tailing it, I mean booking, he was c- kind of taken aback at that, that they were really moving. And that got me thinking is there something like the it's an emergency, we got to get there kind of speed, and then there it's an emergency, we got to get there kind of speed. You know what I mean? Sorry, I hope I didn't. Disturb you there? Is there sort of is is there's that? What are the rules? Is there uh, is there any regulation to that? And I do know a person who I figured might know the answer. It's Erica. She's a she's one of the Minnesota skeptics, and she's a friend of the show. She uh, listens listens sometimes. <laughs> Out to guilt her. Just download it and listen to the damn show. Come on, I want more listeners. How how you know? What do I have to do? Anyway, uh, she had worked as an EMT, I think, or at least a first responding emergency vehicle kind of in an ambulance kind of deal. I'm not sure if her exact title was an EMT, but I think so. But she has experience in doing this kind of work. And I asked her about that. Is there a, we got to get there, it's an emergency, we got to get there now? Or is there the, we got to get there now? <laughs> you know, what, how is it, how does it work out? And she said that legally, 
Uh, and she was just talking about ambulances. I don't know about f- fire trucks, you know, uh, uh, you know, and police cars. I don't know how that's set up, but I have a feeling it's probably pretty close to the same policy. But she said legally, uh, an ambulance is allowed to go uh, ten miles over the speed limit in the city, and you know, through streets of the city. Um, and 15 miles over the speed limit on a, on a freeway or highway, it's allowed to do that. She said, however, if there are times when the emergency is a big event, you know, like 9-11, which was a, you know, one of the bigger events, or this one, which isn't quite on that scale, but it's a big event. There was an explosion, it's at a school, kids, let's get there, you know, that kind of thing. She said that uh, adrenaline can get the better of the driver, and they can go faster. They, they, you know, not that they're allowed to, but they just, they just do, because adrenaline takes over, and you got to get there. And you know, it's like I got to get there five minutes before the call even came in. That that kind of urgency. And and she said that you know, I don't think there's ever much trouble that they come into. She said that they're probably, you know, they don't really get in trouble for doing that, but because it's understandable. And so that's why it seemed so unusual to my friend witnessing that because they were moving. He said they got to be going about 60 or 65 miles an hour, and I'm pretty sure that street is either 30 or 35 miles an hour. So they're booking. (laughs) They were moving. So usually when you see an ambulance come by, if they're following that 10 miles over the speed limit, you're thinking, well, okay, because I see them, come by uh, my office. There's an ambulance station not all that far away from my office. And a couple few years ago, uh, it must have been one, a, a more, uh, more of a main hub for ambulances because it seemed like just about every single day, Monday to Friday, while I'm at the office, at least once a day, that ambulance would come screaming by the office. The last couple few years, not so much. Now it's maybe once or twice a week, maybe not even that much. And I was asking Erica about that, and she said sometimes it's you know the way they have things set up, where ambulances come from in the city, and how they how they do things. Maybe that you know they reconfigured this so that station isn't as isn't the as called on as another station might be. Uh, they found that it makes more sense to have the ambulances come from here first, and, and you know, you just they, they have it all kind of worked out. They, they they're pretty smart about these things. The uh, whoever sets up the ambulance stuff. So when an ambulance does come by, it's not moving quite like that. But I've seen police cars go by quite fast. So police are probably. I don't know if it's still that same thing. Ten miles over, or fifteen miles over, depending if they're city streets or on the freeway. Uh, but I have a feeling with police. It's more their discretion because, well, if you're chasing somebody and they're going 100 miles an hour in a 60-mile-an-hour zone, going 70 isn't really going to help. So I think they have probably more discretion about how they move. But an ambulance. So that was, that was interesting to find that out. Uh, the other thing that I have, uh, I had a friend bring this point up uh, through Facebook. They were curious because uh, did you know there are some GoFundMe pages? And I, I'm, you know, you know about GoFundMe, which is uh, crowdfunding of of things. People need help paying for medical bills, 
they'll put something up on GoFundMe to hope, in in hopes of uh, trying to raise money to, you know, to to be able to pay those medical bills, or they have something, and and then there are Kickstarter, and Kickstarter is a kind of a deal where you know you offer um, rewards, you know, give me ten bucks and I'll you'll get this, give me twenty bucks you'll get this, you know, that that kind of thing. I don't think GoFundMe has that kind of a deal. I don't know, but at the this this friend of mine mentioned that and I saw it I did see it in the news that there was a GoFundMe page set up to help with and this is what uh, had this person I know on Facebook curious that someone had set up a GoFundMe page for the school for a rebuilding fund and and I'm looking at the GoFundMe page now I did a search on GoFundMe and there are four uh, uh, funds set up on GoFundMe right now dealing with the Minnehaha Academy explosion earlier this week. Uh, the one the, the, the one that they're, they're for the rebuilding, it says Minnehaha Support and Rebuilding Fund. Uh, that one is, um, that one's asking for the most money, $250,000. And at, right now it's sitting at 7500 And it's, uh, it's put together by an alumnus of the school. And it's to help, you know, with that, uh, rebuild the school, it says, to help support family and friends, or their family and friends and alumni are getting to, together to support and rebuild our school. It, this friend that I have asked the important question, don't they have insurance? Isn't there insurance for the school? There's another fund that is for, it says, um, uh, it's for the two people that lost their lives and for the families and for costs of funerals and, and expenses and such. Uh, that one is asking for twenty grand and it's up to $4,500. There's a, another one. Uh, that one is, that one, uh, the, the, the one I just mentioned, is, I'm not sure who exactly put that together, but none of the people who have put these together are officially connected to the school. Uh, that I can tell. Uh, there's a third fund trying to raise $5,000. Uh, so far, it's got uh, just over 1,200, and it's uh, the person who put that up is the sister of Ruth Berg, who died in this. In this, and so she's putting up, hoping that to get some help to, for funeral costs and and expenses and travel costs for family and that. So they're hoping for five grand. And there's a fourth one that says that it's somebody named Brittany, and that her mother is a dear friend of uh, the the receptionist who lost her life and it's 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 raised zero at this point they're asking for five thousand and that makes me wonder how closely vetted are these things because I'm sure people but say, oh a tragedy I put up something maybe I'll get some money out of this so I don't I'm not saying that's that's what that is because I don't know I have no evidence but it's interesting that that it's uh, my mother's dear friends with the receptionist didn't say the name of the receptionist, and that uh, and that there's there's still one missing which there isn't. This went up pretty early. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it seems uh, seems a little hanky to me. It just seems a little, but uh, and it must seem hanky to other people because nobody's given any money to it. So it's just curious, but the, the one about rebuilding the school—that is, my friend did have a good question. Uh, I agreed with uh, with the question that uh, 
wouldn't the school have insurance? So, I don't know. Uh, let's see, what else about this? I do have another thing on this. Um, I had yet another person that I know on the Facebook uh, ask me, you know, privately ask me a question. I'm, I'm keeping identities out of this because I don't want to. I think I probably should. Asked me if, uh, you know, how long I thought it might take before, since this is a, this is a Christian, a rich Christian private school that's had an explosion take place at it. How long before somebody starts to suggest that it's possible that uh, it's uh, due to Muslim terrorism? And uh, uh, the person asked me that question. Now, this took place, the explosion uh, took place at about 10.20 in the morning. And uh, by uh, 11.44 that morning, <laughs> so I told them, I said, about an hour. Uh, I hadn't done out the timing. So it's about an hour and 20 minutes. That's about how long it would take before somebody suggested that this might be some Muslim jihad terrorist thing. Uh, I'm also not going to say the name of this person, mainly because I don't absolutely know that this is legit. Uh, I think it. I think it, I'm like 95% that this is legit, but there's that little bit. So I don't want to say the person's name because the person is a real person. And you know, and but I will say this about them: they think they're psychic. They think they're psychic. <clears throat> but uh, the tweet that went up, I guess, has since been removed, but because of the magic of Internet and people who are quick and know what they're doing, it, the tweet was screen captured. And it reads thus. Would love to see the names of the repair crew at Minnehaha Academy, just to rule out jihad. And the, the person who posted this was, you know, made some kind of racism comment. And I said, well, you know, religion's not a race. But then he, he did say, hey, you know, she's, uh, he or she, the person who posted it, I don't want to be specific, but the person who posted it uh, was saying the names, judging by names, things like that. And I said, yeah, that's a fair point. Fair enough. Okay, good point. Fair enough. But the person's a psychic. Wouldn't he or she know? Can't, can't they divine the answer to that question? Oh, no, it doesn't work that way. Oh, isn't that convenient? I know, I seem a little... And this particular psychic, who I went to check out the, the website, uh, uh, in the discussion I was having with this friend about whether or not this had come up. That friend found the uh, the website for this psychic, and and I was looking through it, uh, and there's a page in there with testimonials. One of them is by a um, uh, a sports writer, columnist in the Twin Cities area named Bob Sansevier. He might not be the the sharpest knife on the tree. Uh, he was talking about how spectacular her readings are. Uh-huh, Bob, look into this thing called cold reading. Now, I say that because one of the other testimonials had the uh, 
uh, it was by some other, I don't know, somewhat local celebrity. I, I don't recall the name, but she said that uh, I was skeptical at first. Uh, I just love that. I was skeptical at first. No, you weren't. <laughs> well, maybe you were. But you weren't thinking critically enough. And you didn't find out about cold reading before going in. Because in her testimonial for the psychic, she says that the psychic told her that you know something that, that is being revealed to her may not make sense right now but it might later so keep keep your mind open and watch for the signs look for the signs find a way to fit what I've told you to make it work to make it fit try to find a way for me so later on you'll think how amazing I am but the, that's the thing about psychics it you know and when I when I read that line I thought yeah that's cold reading that's one of the cold reading things it, you may not you know when they're when they're doing their reading uh, and 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 it is absolutely possible for a psychic to believe themselves to be psychic not realize what they're doing is cold reading it is absolutely possible that they, they they're doing the cold reading techniques but they don't realize that's what they're doing it's it's I've I've there was there there have been people who have become you know recovered psychics <laughs> and became skeptics or understood learned about cold reading when they started to learn about cold reading they said well wait a minute that's that sounds like what I'm doing and then they stop it they no longer uh, uh, you know think they're psychic they realize oh I was doing tricks and tricking myself along with the person I'm reading. And not without realizing it. So that's absolutely possible. I'm going to give this woman who put this up, and it's, it's a woman, I, who put it up, the, the, up that tweet, the benefit of the doubt that, that she does think she's psychic. But saying that you'll, if this doesn't make sense to you right now, it will later. That is a classic moment. And I don't know if it's on the cold reader bingo sheet, but it should be. Uh... So then, she, let's see, I got a friend asking questions. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm catching up on my notes. Well, there was a vigil that took place uh, later that same day, on Wednesday. So this took place at uh, 1020 in the morning and sometime in the evening after 6 or, you know, at 7 o'clock, I'm not exactly certain when it happened. There was a vigil. A gathering at the school and part of the campus that was not affected by the explosion. Lots of people gathered. The president of the school talked to them even though she had been injured in the explosion but she she was a trooper and they had to talk and of course you know, there's advocations of God you know, God you know, God's gonna God will help us you know through this and then you know, want to be sitting in the back of the room saying where was God in preventing the explosion? Why would you think he'd help us now? Didn't help us before. But, okay. That's what, you know, atheists like myself, we get that question. It just comes up, it's like, well, why would he help now? He didn't help before. I, I, well, he works in mysterious ways. Oh, that's right. Anyway, we have to kind of learn that, well, most people in the world believe in some sort of God, even though the numbers of nuns, meaning, you know, no religious affiliation and a good number of them are atheists, even though that number is growing, 
eh, we're going to have religion with us for a while. So, okay, that aside, this took, this vigil took place sometime in the evening, and uh, I had to do some work that night. It wasn't you know, great. I had to work on a Wednesday, one of my two nights off a week, but, oh, well, what are you going to do? I go and I take care of what I take care of, and then I got home and I put on the 10 o'clock news because I wanted to find out what what news there was at this point. And they had a young reporter, young fellow in his 20s. Uh, he had covered the the vigil. And, uh, well, uh, it led to uh, it led to this. What? Why isn't it? Just play. <laughs> Led to this. And now it's time Sit for down. a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. It ought to be. I hope so. I'm going to leave this topic with this little bit here. Hopefully it'll be lighthearted enough and not disrespectful. But, um... The young reporter had talked to people that had gone there and listened to the talks and all that kind of stuff, and I don't know if somebody there said it or if he got that impression from just his interviewing and, and listening and all that, but he said this twice in his report. Now remember, this is at 10 o'clock at night. The vigil was probably around 7 o'clock that night, earlier that night, and the explosion took place at 10.20 or so that morning. I had a chuckle out of this and my pedantry stood up <laughs> and tickled me with it. That's why I had a chuckle. He said twice, the people here are taking this one day at a time. And I said, it's only been one day. There's no other way they can take it. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back momentarily. Oh, sure. Work this time. Those other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self destruct. Hey, I almost forgot. It's it's time for It's quiz time on Dimland Radio. Everybody got your pens ready? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question here. It's a multiple choice answer. Uh, can you name the person who said this? That's why I don't eat friggin' lobster or anything like that because they're alive when you kill it. Was that A, Mahatma Gandhi? B. Jane Goodall C. Albert Einstein or D. Snooky This has been Quiz Time on Dimland Radio.
Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z-Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, uh, this is how not to back up your claims on Facebook. Somebody posted a meme that was created by Stop the World, the Teabaggers Want Off, which is a Facebook site that creates fake quotes by conservatives. That's what they do. I've talked about them before on the show. I'm going to talk about them again a little bit. There was an image posted by a Facebook friend that uh, has, uh, uh, it shows Eric Trump, uh, one of the sons of Donald Trump, our president. Still hard to believe, isn't it? Anyway, the quote that, uh, Stop the world the teabaggers want off made up is as follows. Melania is way smarter than Michelle Obama. She's totally intelligent. Anyone can go to law school, but being a model takes a lot of brains. She had to rely on her smarts to get so successful. Eric Trump, July 19, 2016. A bull? Shit. First of all, really, you're going to... I mean, I know you think I know. I know those that don't like the Trumps. I know those that they're, that are so that are on the left, and you know, Republicans are all the most worst people in the world that are that are possible to be. Those of you that there are those that think that way. I know that, but surely they can't be so blinded that they can't look at that and say, "Well, obviously he didn't say that." I mean, tea baggers one off make it easy you can google you know that that quote and the date and see if he says it see if there's any information from there they don't see where he said it it's just it they just and so uh the first thing i did because i've learned this about this website and they say uh, it's facebook page and on that facebook page they say they make the stuff up and it's just a way to i don't know uh they think they're being funny but what they're doing is is they're getting those people that might not be as critical thinking as they should be or you know a little more gullible uh who are blinded by their hatred of the other and can't you know see that this is ridiculous they're going to they're going to just share this because the the person who my facebook 
friend who shared this image shared it from someone else and that someone else wrote you know before you ask it yes he said it out loud no he didn't he didn't say it the teabaggers one-off made it up so I told them that but then you know maybe maybe it's just maybe me asking for it <laughs> but I had to comment again and said you know she speaks five languages fluently she's not exactly you know dumb and this is how the exchange went after that a uh, Facebook person no she does not and it was proven I said uh, will you take the word of CBS News and I linked to CBS News where there's you know information things you should know about Melania Trump and one of them was she speaks five language fluently five languages fluently Facebook person responded I am not gullible like you even in France all she said was bonjour mais appelle uh, bonjour mais appelle Melania she spoke in English to the adults. That was a good opportunity to speak to the adults in French. Even the wife of Marcone, Melania never told her in spoke to her in French. Same thing in Italy. It was just the basic. Mm, I don't think English is this person's first language, but they speak English and write English pretty good. I understand what they're saying. So, cool. And I said, well, I'm as, a, I'm as gullible as CBS. I'll still take CBS's word over yours. And then I said, I'm also as gullible as ABC News. And I put a link to ABC News saying the same thing. Facebook person. CBS said that, uh, said that by taking what the what Trump campaign told them. Since then, it was rectified. Duh. She meant to, or he or she meant to say rectified. Do some research. Uh, and then I said, point me to a source. And that person came back and said, do your own research. Never, ever, ever tell anyone on an online discussion to do their own research. Never. If you're making a claim, which I was here, she speaks five languages, be prepared to back it up. I put up two sources. So far, this person hasn't done anything. I've asked. So I said, nope. You're making the claim. You provide a source. I made a claim she spoke five languages. I provided two sources. And then I quoted Christopher Hitchens. Uh, what can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. The person came back to me and said, At the beginning, Trump campaign said she graduated from university. Since then, it was proven that she did not even attended one year in university. Several European magazines asked Mrs. Marcone how she does. She rated Melania French. And she responded, She never had the opportunity to speak to her in French. Even the waiter said he never heard her speaking French. I responded, Yes, you've told me that. Cite your source. This is the response. You are blindly infatuated with, the, with Trump and his family. As far as I'm concerned, you are just an old racist. Really? Was my response. Uh, 
Looks like I've won here. <laughs> but I did go on and say, that doesn't mean I'm right. Provide good information to the contrary, showing me to be wrong, and I'll change my position. And it says, you have to be prepared to back up your claim. Calling me a racist is just lazy. At least you didn't say I was worse than Hitler. And then I, am, I'm old? <laughs> uh, that's not how you do it. Just call me a racist because I, I, he backed me in the corner because he just kept, I mean, I was being cordial. I was just asking, give me a resource. Where's a source? And uh, the person refused to do so. How much time have I got left in the show? Can I get it all in? Ooh, okay. I've been meaning to do this for a while. Uh, I, I'm going to declare a Dimland Radio Science hero. Uh, this guy has been uh, called a hero once before, and that was in a, in a uh, twofer that I did some time back. Uh, it's John Oliver from HBO's uh, Last Week Tonight. It's a, it's a comedy show, but they examine the events of the day and politics, and he'll, he'll do some long-form discussions about a particular topic. Which and, and, and then HBO has they have a Facebook page or not, a YouTube page uh, for uh, for the show, and they'll post these things. So I don't feel guilty about watching them on YouTube because I don't have HBO. But um, so. He was declared a Dimland Radio Science Hero along with Senator Claire McCaskill when uh, Claire, in that event when Dr. Oz went before the Senate uh, in a hearing and he got, he got hammered pretty hard about this flowery language he uses when selling his uh, miracle in a bottle weight loss bullshit snake oil stuff. And so she really got on him. And then after that happened, John Oliver did a nice expose, long-form discussion of what Dr. Oz does, what he does on his show, and all that. So I said, this guy and Senator Claire McCaskill, these two are Dimland Radio Science heroes. Since then, I could have declared him a, a, a Dimland Radio Science hero three more times. So I'm going to give it to him again, because, not necessarily in this order, he did, and I'll link to these on the show notes so you can check them out. Show notes are at dimlandradio.com. Just go to the blog option and you'll find them. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Not necessarily in this order, but uh, he did a um, uh, an examination of false equivalency when it comes to uh, climate change and the way the media uh, frames the debate about climate change. I mean, that was where they, you know, they they, they have one guy saying it's happening. Humans are responsible in large part anyway. Humans are responsible, and then they have another guy say it's not happening. It's just the sun, or it's just normal cycles. It's not happening, you know. They, and so the audience watches that and sees, well, seems like it's evenly split, and that's not the case. So John Oliver does an exam, uh, an, uh, um, uh, does a demonstration as to if this was done the way it actually is, you know, the number of Climate scientists that are saying that uh, that that are saying that climate change is happening. It's the globe is warming, and humans are mainly responsible for what's going on. That would number 97, and the ones against would be three. 
So he does a really nice examination there. Then he could be uh, stated for his, uh, his take on vaccines. They don't cause autism. He talks about herd immunity or community immunity, which is something coming up now, a phrase of way of saying it. And he talks about how they're safe and and this this fear that's being put out there about vaccines so he could get it for being that and for most recently he takes on conspiracy theorists false flag screaming very odd and melodramatic <laughs> uh alex jones he does a takedown of alex jones that is just wonderful. Alex Jones is a snake oil salesman. He's got all kinds of supplements and vitamins and all this other bullshit you can buy. Extremely high cost. I will link to all those things. So John Oliver is a two-time, although technically he could be a four-time Dimland Radio science hero. What have I got left now? Uh, let's see. Oh yes. Three cool things from the week. Uh, number three uh, a, a while back, I got uh, from Erica, mentioned her earlier, one of the Minnesota skeptics. She was kind enough to bring a bunch of, uh, of eclipse observation glasses. They're like the 3D glasses, the old 3D glasses, the little paper ones with the thing. But, but you, can, you can watch the eclipse through these glasses and your eyes will not be damaged. And uh, you can walk out and look at the sun while well, the sun's you know completely uncovered by a moon or clouds, I think, and you can look at the sun and your eyes will not be damaged. I did that this week. It's way cool. I gotta also thank Craig because I lost the pair. My friend Craig, who's also a Minnesota skeptic, I lost the pair that that uh, Erica gave me. Craig had one, and he said, "Here, you can have mine. I'll get another one from Erica." So, thanks to both of them, that was awesome. <laughs> It's really cool to look at the sun. Oh, and by the way, the question went out, how do you know that the you know, eclipse glasses that you've got are safe? Um, well, it's pretty easy. You put them on, you go outside, you look at the sun for 30 minutes. If you can still see, they're safe. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I'll, I'll find some link uh, to point you in the right direction of how to do it but uh, no no don't don't look at the sun for 30 minutes if you're not sure that the glasses you have are uh, will protect you uh, number two it's not true it's not true I'm telling you cuz I'm up here and you're nowhere it's not true so there this I spotted today uh, it's a, um, uh, it's it's and it's not true, it is. But the video is really cool. It, the way it's presented, it's saying that lightning is striking this this body of water, and it's causing this huge explosion, and all these rocks start breaking up, and it's it's just it it looks crazy. Uh, you do see this kind of bolt of lightning like thing racing across the ground and hitting the water in this explosion. Uh, it's it's not lightning. Uh, it's a mining thing that's being done. It took place in, uh, let's see if I can pronounce it correctly, the Turku Archipelago in Finland. I, fi I found it, in, it's in Finland. Uh, it's not lightning. 
it's uh, they're setting off charges or something. They're doing some mining and they're clearing out some area, and so that's what you're seeing. But it's a really cool video. But it's uh, it being water hit by lightning causing that explosion. Well, that's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, 'cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. And finally, number three, my son turned 14 this week. I hope you've had at least three cool things happen for you this past week. Come on, say it. Good night, Adolfo. <laughs> Good night. I interrupted her. Sorry about that. Well, it's the end of another show. So, uh, let's see, be skeptical. And that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Oh, and astrologers, my son's birthday, put your charts away. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, I'll see you next week. Sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. What?